0: We are Maria and Nicole. We're two secular homeschooling moms that have been been there, there, done that.
1: Welcome to episode 13, Homeschooling on a Budget. It's our first episode of 2023. Woo! Yeah. Today, we are going to be talking about whether or not you can afford to homeschool. And what do you need to buy to homeschool? How much does curricula cost? We're going to be talking about that and more. And as usual, we want to stress
0: that our podcast is an inclusive space for your everyday parents that are looking for education options. We are not here to convince you to homeschool. Uh, We want to stress that you need to do what works for your child and for your family. Every
1: family is different.
0: Absolutely. And you know your children best. So uh, feel free to take what advice or information you get from here that works for you and chuck the rest. Hi, Nicole. How's it going? Hi, Maria. Happy it's going. New Year. Happy New Year. How are you doing?
1: I am sore. Oh, same.
0: Yeah, we're back on our fitness wagon. and our uh,
1: fitness and budget wagon.
0: Yes, our everything organized wagon.
1: Yeah, so we said that we were going to do 75 Hardigan. Yep we did that last year and it was successful but I I did two last year I know I know but then I went and I accidentally joined Camp Gladiator too
0: (laughs) and I like how uh you had mentioned that online somewhere and one of our friends was like how do you accidentally join a fitness program and I was like oh I get it I've accidentally joined multiple gyms before
1: you have I think you've had four (laughs) at one time I have oh my gosh and
0: I, I would go to all of them like I'm not just a joiner
1: And then don't go. Right. When your kids had dance on one side of town, you would have to work out at the gym over there. Yeah. And (laughs) they all have different
0: things that they offer. I mean, I'm sure you still have a rec center membership and like all of your you do a (laughs) lot of different sports.
1: I do do a lot of different sports, but you know, that's my thing. And I have kind of let things go. And so I'm ready to get back on track. Oh my gosh. Same. I'm ready to get
0: my whole life on track, (laughs) which is a great lead in to today's episode.
1: Exactly. All right. Well, let's get started. So now that the holidays are over and we are once again overspent, even though we said we wouldn't. We weren't going to do it this year. (laughs) And now it's the new year. So we are fresh all off our downward holiday spiral and riding that new year motivational high. Oh my gosh, we're for sure riding that.
0: So let's start the year financially savvy. You know, if you haven't already, creating a household budget in general with line items for things like homeschool supplies, memberships, educational classes, and activities and travel can really help you to stay
1: on track with your spending. It sure can, and I created a freebie that's going to be helping you with all those homeschool expenses. And be sure to check out our show notes because get that free download and that will help you stay on track for all the tips we're about to talk about yeah so the first question you may ask is can i afford to homeschool well real life is messy no matter how your family looks a home education is as diverse as the families involved mm-hmm. yeah, and the beauty of homeschooling is the flexibility It can fit any individual, any lifestyle, or family type. For sure. Whether you are dual income, single
0: income, or single parenting, uh, most of us probably need to be mindful of whether we actually can afford to homeschool. Um, Sometimes it's simply not going to be realistic for this season in your life, and that's okay. Um, But we've also discussed some other options to having your child at home that aren't necessarily homeschooling back in our Getting Started episode. But if you can homeschool, let's talk about some ways to make homeschooling work in your home
1: keep in mind always that a low cost education does not mean that it has to be a substandard one. Mm -mm. So I am a single mom. And for me, one obvious obstacle is my work. And even if you're not a single parent, uh, oftentimes this is going to involve a shift to single income. So how can you continue to provide your family and school your children at home?
0: You know, working from home would be the ideal situation. Um, If possible, pursue bringing your job home. Perhaps your boss is open to you working remotely, at least part, maybe part-time. Um, since the pandemic, of course, this has become more and more common. Right,
1: right. And you may need to do some juggling while you try to balance homeschooling with different work schedules. And one fantastic aspect of homeschooling is that you can do it anytime from anywhere. So be sure to evaluate your family. What are your kids' ages, their temperament, etc.? Can they go to the office with you maybe maybe there's another family member who can stay with the kids while you're at work or you could school in the evenings and on weekends we discussed on our episode 4 about homeschool styles and philosophies that possibly your child might perform better doing school at a different time than a traditional schedule and you may find that it works for you to hire a nanny or do independent or online schooling you may have to think outside the box but that's really what home education is all about. Right, and the good news is that homeschooling does
0: not have to be expensive. There's tons of ways to save money or supplement a single income and school on a budget.
1: Yes, and making a strict budget was one of the ways that I survived as a homeschooler. And one of the ways that I was able to stick to my budget was through an envelope system. And although it's not a secular financial program, I first heard about an envelope system through Dave Ramsey and it's a really practical way to budget when you're using a cash system. You can't overspend because if the money's there, then you get to spend it. If it's not, then you have nothing. And it's also really important to teach your children about seeing the money move, like whether or not it's there because sometimes when we're swiping those credit cards, they don't actually see the physical movement of money and it's a really good lesson to teach them. So if you're really wanting to stick to a budget and you've never heard of an envelope system before, you really need to learn about it. I will link a reference uh, to how that works on our website show notes. So be sure to check that out. Yeah, I like an envelope system too. We've also used
0: that in the past. So let's start by talking about ways to save money while homeschooling. Uh, one of the things uh, that I am particular about is I am an avid menu planner. Uh, I try and make most of my meals at home. Uh, we pack lunches when we go out. Uh, I think we've talked about my thermos car dinners. Right. Um, yeah, you might want to invest
1: in an Instant Pot,
0: though. Yeah, <laughs> for sure, an Instant Pot. My Instant Pot, my crack pot, and my air fryer are all my keys to making meals at home but so uh, that's one way you can save money while homeschooling shopping dollar stores dollar bins <laughs> TikTok has kind of opened a whole new world of dollar store things for me i uh, saw stuff something
1: that... on, on tick tock the other day about that
0: oh all kinds of stuff like i like, right now i'm into organization videos so i've been watching a lot of those and i'm like oh i need to go get all that but eventually i'm gonna need organization bins for my organization bins <laughs> So We're that's so a,
1: addictive. I know videos. it is. So
0: so, let's get back to saving money. We uh, want to shop discounts um, using hammy down clothes and other items. Gift lists for family member, like extended family, for giving. Uh, we talked about this in our holiday episode, but um, you know, grandparents who might want to contribute to your household can give memberships, educational toys, and games.
1: Right, and ways to supplement a single income or make money from home are vast. There are so many ways that you can kind of supplement or actually just work from home like I do. So many people will just build a business. You can do something that you don't even have experience with like pet sitting. Or babysitting you could blog I'm still trying to figure out if I can earn money blogging I have yeah. no idea some people do <laughs> um, uh, picking up kids from school and dropping them off at home or for an after-school program I have a neighborhood site that they're always looking for people to grab their kids at 3 4 o'clock in the afternoon and drop them off at another location and you pick up a few kids that can earn you a regular steady cash flow you can online tutor That's always an option. We have a friend that does that. If you have a musical ability, you can teach music lessons in your home. You don't have to have any overhead. You already have what you need to teach. And there's plenty of people and lots of homeschool students and after school students that are looking for music lessons. You can refurbish furniture. Actually, my ex did that. They would pick up furniture on the side of the road that was for the dump and come home and refinish it and put it back out and sell it on Facebook Marketplace. And that was a way to earn a little bit of extra money. Another way that I've earned money from home is selling. I've sold on eBay, I've sold on Amazon, on Facebook Marketplace. I've even sold some of my things that I haven't used. Sometimes people aren't really proactive at actually going and selling, I, I do that. I'm always trying to drive income in to help with my monthly bills. Mm-hmm. I've also sold other people's things. I've had a few friends that, you know, had a surplus and I would just go over in my van and pick up whatever and sell it, uh, whether it be on eBay or Facebook Marketplace. Those are my favorite places to go. You're kind of famous for that amongst <laughs> our
0: friends. Everybody's like, oh, ask Maria. She'll, <laughs> she'll a, know what you can do with that. She'll sell work. it for you. <laughs>
1: oh my gosh, it's a lot of work. And Dealing with some buyers can sometimes be trying, but that's a whole other episode. You could sell at farmer's markets if you are gardening You can sell your vegetables. You can also sell your wares if you're a crafter. You can start an Etsy shop. I actually have a lot of friends of my son. They're teenagers and they have their own Etsy shop. They crochet or they make little stuffed animals and they sell and make quite a bit of money. Uh, Another one of our friends, they're an indigenous family and her son wrote a book, um, an indigenous book and made a ton of money. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So drop shipping. That's kind of new and exciting. Uh, That's kind of getting saturated, but there's always lots of opportunity for that. And, you know, YouTube is great and there's lots of ways you can learn to do a lot of these things. You really just have to be proactive. You have to want to do it. You have to want to have this lifestyle for your family. So it's gonna take sacrifice. You're going to have to put in the hours to make it happen.
0: Yeah, some other options too are for uh, working from home or online jobs. And of course, uh, especially with the pandemic that has gotten to be more and more popular, but it's always been kind of an option. A lot of our friends used to teach international students English, like on a particular website, which I believe that's not, they're not doing that anymore, but there's other options for teaching. If you're an organized teacher online, out-school and things like that, you could be a virtual assistant. Or a freelance writer. We have another couple of friends who uh, are regular contributors to different sites uh, with their writing, which is pretty cool. You can also do virtual customer service or reservations i have a friend who uh, works for american airlines and that's what she does from home she just handles their frequent flyer program and she just works with those people at home and they set her up with all of her computer systems and everything there in her house so there's also uh what we call gig work which is delivery services
1: yeah i've done doordash (laughs) you yeah grubhub
0: instacart (laughs) shipped i've i've done shipped those are uh, fairly easy and just take some attention to detail, but those are an easy way to kind of make money on your own schedule. I've even driven for Lyft. in a lot of these also like you're not supposed to have like a kid with you. so you you know you still have to be mindful of your schedule and childcare and all of that. And so while I'm not a huge fan of multi-level marketing things, Usborne Books is one that I do like. We, we do use a lot of these books for homeschooling. So that's sometimes an option if you're into that, selling that way. Right,
1: yeah, I have a lot of friends I've done Usborne over the years, Pampered Chef. I can't really afford allowance for my kids so over the years I found some at UT Southwestern down in Dallas and actually some other places they do studies and surveys and so a lot of times they're looking for young children to do some of these opportunities and my kids they would make anywhere from several hundred dollars a month to more just doing some of these surveys and it's something that is often for research that's the one way that they can earn money I've also done some of those myself and earned some money I've done facial studies, get some little fine lines taken care of. And yeah, Clinique actually does a lot of those through a local place that I go to.
0: Yeah. yeah. Curian is a company that I've seen that you can set up like a parent profile and a kid profile and do those. I think that's national based. So just a reminder that this is a weekly episode. We drop one every Thursday morning just for you. And if you have any additional ideas or comments, come to our Facebook page and you can comment on the episode thread or send us an email at info at btdthomeschool.com. We'd love to hear from you.
1: Okay, so what do I actually need to buy to homeschool? Right, so there are definitely
0: things that you want when homeschooling. And then there are the things that you actually need. (laughs) You do not need a fabulous Pinterest homeschooling classroom with tons of bookshelves and fancy desks and computers and beautiful framed inspirational education posters. I mean, even if you do have that, often your kids are going to want to slump on the couch or their bed with a pile of library books. So don't overcomplicate things.
1: No, that's so true. Homeschooling necessities. So what do you really need? Well, you're going to need consumer items. You're going to need paper and pens, markers, crayons, and pencils. For a low cost option for extracurriculars, you may want to consider a rec center or pooling resources with another parent, a non-academic co-op, and we're going to be talking about that a little bit more in this episode. For equipment, you may need microscopes and books. A great way to get supplies is by attending curriculum swaps, a retiring homeschool sale. I remember we did our own little sale and Mm -hmm. we were sending our used things off to younger students. You can get things on eBay, Facebook Marketplace, and Facebook homeschool sale groups. A lot of homeschool groups on Facebook are designated just for selling curriculum, so those are a great option to look for that. And some are just in your local area too. There's like national ones and you know very specific city, county. Right. You may also check if your town has a homeschool store. We have one here in North Texas and they even offer used curricula at a discount. I would also say that once you're done with curriculum and you're not going to use it for consecutive children to sell it as soon as possible it's going to hold its value better before newer updates are created I've gotten stuck in that trap before where Mm -hmm. I was trying to hold on to it for another student who didn't use it because they were a completely different learner and then it was unsellable a homeschool group that I was in for years they had a lending library and they had curriculum and supplies they even had a microscope and it was all totally free I love that. That's very, very handy. Also, if you have multiple
0: kids, you might want to choose uh, reproducible resources, or you can make your own reproducible resources. Uh, Like you can laminate pages and then use dry erase markers. You might also want to consider uh, owning a really good printer where you can print off PDFs and things at home. Or you can use, uh, I use Office Depot specials to print. And for example, as somebody suggested this with our Story of the World activity book years ago, you can cut the binding off the book and then you have the activity sheets spiral bound and then you use all of the consumable worksheets three hole punched that way you can keep making copies of them for multiple kids right i did that (laughs) yeah this allowed me to use that same set for three kids and then i even passed it on to another family afterward
1: be sure to check with your curriculum to make sure that this is actually allowed because yeah sometimes that's not many will have information on that publishing page and you do want to be mindful of copyright rules It's also important to remember that many homeschool curriculum providers are homeschool parents as well. And this is their side business that has allowed them to afford homeschooling, which is another option for you. (laughs) So please don't be unethical in your sharing of resources. Absolutely. We will include some of the links and ideas and everything that we're talking about on our show notes on our website. So be sure to check that out after you listen. We would love it if you would take a second to go out there and like and rate us. Apple, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, we are on all those streaming platforms. So go out and check us out, give us a thumbs up. So let's move on to our final question. How much does curricula cost? Well, you may be wondering how much it costs, and I'd love to answer that, but there's not really a solid answer. (laughs) There's not. (laughs) There are a ton of free resources out there, but curricula also can be really expensive. Again, one of the very first things to do when selecting something is to make sure you know your homeschool style and worldview. It may not be worth it to use a completely free curriculum if it doesn't align with your family's belief system or is otherwise problematic. Mm -mm. Yeah. So and if you're not completely sure, that's okay. Just check out our episode four where we walk you through identifying your homeschool philosophy and worldview. In the show notes on our website, we have provided some great information and resources to help you uncover worldview hidden in the curriculum. Another tip is don't buy more than a year in advance. It
0: can be totally tempting when like, you see some mom selling five years of Saxon math on Facebook Marketplace and you just want to snap it all up, but it's not a great idea unless you know for sure that that program is still gonna work for your child down the line. I try and limit myself to just buying for the next year Once all my kids have used it, I sell it when I'm done. I'm on my last student now, so uh, whatever she finishes, (laughs) I sell it when I'm done, and then I tend to roll that money then into the next year.
1: Right. And one thing to look into with older students is CLEP testing or dual credit. Many times these are offered free or at a discount and can be used for college credit. And this can be an enormous amount of time and money savings long term. We've mentioned in our local community offers free and discounted dual credit classes This was a fabulous resource for both of us, and I live in the county, so that was two years of college absolutely free. Yeah, a huge cost savings.
0: Also look into group buys with sites like Homeschool Buyers Club. They have a lot of free resources. You can get like free homeschool IDs there. I download those every year for the first day of school. They also often pool resources to get programs that are otherwise financially out of reach, or maybe they're only available to schools or groups with like huge numbers like 300 students so that's a handy place to sometimes find
1: that kind of stuff right and you can also make your own curriculum from writing it yourself or using resources like pinterest or blogs homeschool instagram youtube sites and sites like enchanted learning one two three homeschool for me homeschool share and teachers pay teachers is a great resource one thing to note that if anybody wants to sell anything on teachers pay teachers they have to upload something free a free downloadable so for everyone who's selling they have at least one free downloadable And these may require a membership fee, but then allow you to access tons of resources. Yeah.
0: You can also look at publishers' websites for resources or supplemental material, too. I've done a Magic Treehouse book club for a couple different co-ops and different groups with friends, and we use the publisher's website in our planning. It's now Penguin Publishers. I want to say it was a different one when I first started, but... It was really cool uh, they had a downloadable passport quizzes and all kinds of lesson plans and printables that went with each book and it was like such an easy way to make an entire class work on the fly and there's like a billion magic treehouse books too oh, so yeah,
1: i love mary pope osborne
0: <laughs> we do too and they're all like readily available at the library or second hand as well
1: right and there are so many great apps or online educational streaming resources Sometimes you can access passwords from local school districts or just by Googling if you have a very handy teenager. We use BrainPop this way for many years. Discovery streaming is also popular. I loved reading Eggs and Starfall. I mentioned in an earlier episode that my 19-year-old taught herself how to read, but my 15-year-old learned through cuddling up with a book on the couch. Karaoke and reading eggs. Uh, I believe there's a fee, but there's a free portion on Bull Starfall and reading eggs that you can check out. We'll talk more about how to teach your child to read on episode 15 on January 19th. So stay tuned for that. Before buying, look for free trials to check things out to see if they will work for your family and for your student. Mm -hmm.
0: The encyclopedia is also really awesome and available free online now. You don't have to um, own like all 27 books on your (laughs) shelf. Uh, We also use the Libby or Overdrive app through our local library. You also, if you don't have a local library or you don't have a library card, um, you can use that app in conjunction with the Broward County, Florida or New York City library systems allow you to get a card number online and um, you can upload That's it to great. the app, which is really cool. It just allows you like unlimited audio and digital book options.
1: I like that.
0: Your library, you know, we talk about the library all the time here, but your library can also, it's just always such a resource for free passes, language classes, like we've mentioned that many times. We love the library.
1: Right, and there are also thousands of books available on the public domain as they are available as eBooks and audiobooks uh, anytime. So loyalbooks.com is a fantastic website with easy to search titles. Scratch is a fantastic free program produced by MIT and it teaches young students how to code. Cool. And there's tons of free YouTube videos that walk you through that process and books you can check out step-by-step step through learning code. My kids started there, eventually programmed a Raspberry Pi before building their own computer and also we love john and hank green's crash courses Mm -hmm. video youtube series yeah those are great those are great and really just anything like i said earlier youtube it's such a great fun free resource oh for sure you can
0: rabbit hole down uh, youtube forever and find all kinds of cool stuff Khan Academy is also a fabulous free website that offers uh, programming for free. Uh, It's great for, you can do entire classes. Like we're currently doing AP Art History in conjunction with some classes offered by our local art museum. So you can, uh, he's got tons and tons of content there. Sometimes we also just might use it to look up videos for things like maybe a math concept that we need additional help with. There's all kinds of topics and uh, Khan Academy is good for uh, students of all ages, adults, you know, continuing education
1: any of that right and sometimes I've been doing our current math curriculum and we weren't really getting a concept and we were struggling with something and we just went to Khan Academy and watched a couple videos on that specific concept through uh, algebra 2 that was great
0: I think they have like a testing prep as well SAT prep right and stuff they sure it's really cool
1: right We have talked at length about co-ops and otherwise pooling resources with other parents. This can be a huge money and time saver while also offering wonderful social outlet for your kids. You can also try bartering, tutoring with a friend or acquaintance or volunteering your time with another group in exchange for classes or access to resources. Another way to save money on curricula
0: and supplies is to shop sales. Uh, many curricula companies have sales multiple times a year, so uh, be on a lookout for those and plan ahead. You can also look at office supply rebates or using teacher discounts, piggybacking on back-to-school sales or a tax-free weekend if your state does that.
1: Right. I don't like the crowds, but that's, that's pretty right. good. Right. <laughs> OK, so printing out your own teacher ID, like we mentioned, you can do that at Homeschool Buyers Club. Places that I've used a teacher's discount were like Barnes and Noble, Half Price Books, Joanne's Fabrics, and there are so many other places that offer teacher discounts with that ID. I also love the Scholastic Book Warehouse sales. Oh, I love Scholastic Books. Oh, yeah.
0: Check online. Um, These warehouses are located in several cities, and they offer these huge sales a couple times a year. Um, You can register as a homeschool teacher, and then you show up. They're a lot of fun. Uh, My kids loved going to these, because you you could pick up a ton of books really, really cheap. Or sometimes I would swap babysitting with a friend who lived nearby, and we could just uh, take turns attending
1: alone. Right. And we also don't want to forget about all the extracurriculars. Just because you are on a strict budget does not mean you have to pass these things up. There are so many cheap and free educational resources out there for you. For one, you can look at sites like Groupon and City Pass or Pogo Pass for discounts to area attractions or activities. One year, several of us bought a pogo pass, and we met up together at various places. There were so many really awesome places to go in our city. There was museum entry, go-karting. We did, I think we did a water park. Yep, Yep. water park tickets. There was a baseball game, the local oh, minor forgot league I about baseball. that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it had a lot of neat things on it. Right. It's important to know that you can always create your own extracurricular and invite friends. Why not? Do you know tennis? teach a tennis class. Do you know art? Well, you can teach an art group. People are always willing to participate when you're the one organizing. (laughs) So pick something that your child has a strong interest in and just do it. Lego club? Yes. Book club? Sure. Why not? Gardening? Do it. The possibilities are really endless. Museum family memberships are also a great value if
0: they're a place that you visit more than once or twice. Like, oftentimes, a membership's gonna pay for itself in just a couple of visits. So, these are all great gifts to ask for from extended family. Many also partner with reciprocal programs. Yes. Yeah, this is so cool. There's a science museum program called the Association of Sciences and Technology Centers and an arboretum program uh, through the American Horticultural Society. I've I've got both of these linked in our show notes, but I've used these uh, in conjunction with local memberships while traveling a lot. Yeah, because you can, uh, they usually have like a limit on like how far away a partner museum can be. I know that's right. like an issue here since uh, DFW, Dallas and Fort Worth are close together. But I've used these a lot while traveling. So like one time uh, I was on a really long road trip and I stopped at a science center in a zoo as <laughs> our like, stop to rest our legs, you know, or exercise our legs and get some lunch. But because they were totally free entry. That's cool.
1: And I like uh, that.
0: another time we went, you know, we went on a vacation to Chicago and I was able to get into almost everything for free just because of these two local memberships I had. So do Doing that stopping on a road trip those are way more enjoyable and educational than uh, you know going to the Cracker Barrel.
1: Right for sure (laughs) and we're going to link all of that in our show notes like Nicole said. If you have access to any state or national parks nearby these are a fantastic resource for education. Many have junior ranger programs that are free to access. Sometimes you can even do these online without physically even going to the park.
0: Yeah we've collected badges from all over. We even did it on a train. Like Amtrak, uh, yeah, sometimes partners with the National Park System in the summer. And uh, we had a
1: ranger on a summer train we took. I love that. We also did one up in Oklahoma when we went camping up there. Oh, yeah, you know yeah, we did. Side? Yeah, The Every Kid Outdoors program also gives all fourth graders a free National Park Pass. This pass allows access for all children under 16 in the group and up to three accompanying adults, or an entire car for drive-in parks, to most federally managed land and waters.
0: Thanks, Obama. (laughs) He did that. That was one of his bills. You should also look at your local historical sites and places. Uh, Many areas might have local villages or farmsteads or other sites that offer demonstrations or self-guided or guided tours. We have a local historical village that we've done all kinds of themed events at, like Alice in Wonderland Tea, Little House on the Prairie Day, and a Victorian Valentine's event. That was fun. Yeah, and these are often free or very low cost, like five dollars and but they might require like an advanced reservation right um you also probably will end up with a kid at some point who is like really really interested in becoming a blacksmith someday oh yes like I think all of Actually, us yes Riley <laughs> for had years. that yep. oh I know jack too <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, so be sure to look at your local museums. Many offer programming, sometimes just for homeschoolers. Here in the DFW area, the DMA, the Dallas Museum of Art, the Kimball, the Crow Museum, the Nasher, and the Amon Carter all offer classes for homeschoolers. Some may also have homeschool days. Our zoo and science museums do that as well, as it's a great way to spend a day exploring. Although I wouldn't suggest the homeschool zoo day because it's so crazy, crazy. It is really crazy crowded. Yeah. (laughs) If you live
0: in an area with a lot of homeschoolers, like that can be a plus or a minus. (laughs) Right.
1: So for the arts, you can often find free or low cost community concerts or student matinee shows. For several years, we attended our local opera houses dress rehearsals for shows. That was awesome. Yeah. Exposing my children to the opera for literally free. These were typically the full show without any interruption. yeah,
0: like it said dress rehearsal, but like n- nobody was like cut, let's run that again like they were the real show yeah and amazing like amazing like we could not have afforded to go to that as a family like otherwise. So also check out your local community or rec center for classes, field trips, sports opportunities. Uh, This is a great way sometimes to try out an activity with that has maybe a short commitment or you can join a specific art or dance class at a great price. Even just having a membership to your local rec center can be a huge value for access to like a gym and pool and play courts and other activities. Um, Like our family membership to our local rec center for like the whole year is something I used to pay monthly for at a swanky gym. And, And we get way more access to like all kinds of stuff.
1: Right. For sure. Field trips are a great way to get free or discounted entry. Our local aquarium never has coupons available, but you can get a significant discount if you book as a group. I've put several of these types of field trips together over the years. And often, if you are the organizer, you get your entrance for free. So, something to keep in mind. Mm -hmm. I've even joined in some field trips where we didn't even know who had organized it. It was just kind of (laughs) one of those local things that somebody had done. Yeah, me too. Some government sites are open to the public or offer free tours. The Federal Reserve and the US Mint are two of them. You can also typically tour your state capital this way. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you can also consider this when traveling to Washington, D.C., has the best monuments and they are free to enter. Like all of
0: them. That's a great,
1: a great vacation
0: spot for a frugal visitor. Right. Well, whoo! that was a ton of information and I feel like I just saved money sharing all of this. Oh, it's so much <laughs> and it
1: seems like it's overwhelming, but it really doesn't have to be. No. So definitely if we can apply some of these tips, I think we can really get 2023 off to a great financial start. Awesome. And what about our workouts too? Yes, that awesome. too. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so one last thing that I wanted to mention is we've given you so many tips and ways to save and budget. But honestly, homeschooling does not have to be complicated. It doesn't. Sometimes less is more. And it's important to remember that this is not a race. And it's okay to minimize all of the things. You're here for the experiences. So stay in the moment with your kids. Teach them to appreciate and value what they do have. Yes. For episode 14, we're going to be talking about making a four-year high
0: school plan. We are going to discuss what you need to know before you start homeschooling high school. We're going to talk about homeschool graduation requirements, and we're going to talk about planning for your homeschoolers' future. So that will be our next episode, and it's also going to be part of a 12-part series Uh, high school series that we are going to be doing throughout the year so be sure to tune in for that see you next
1: episode cheers be sure to check us out on our website at btdthomeschool.com as in been there done that btdthomeschool.com You can join our mailing list and get news and updates on future podcasts and be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, at the BTDT, been there, done that, homeschool podcast.